Everywhere you find sin, no matter what sin it is, there is something of the devil in it. Because the devil sinneth from the beginning. Why was sin in the garden? What happened? The devil was in the garden. Right? Why does sin come in your life? Because, look, it doesn't matter if it's a saved or a lost person. Wherever sin is manifested, there is something of the devil involved in that thing. I, 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 maybe I need to be careful saying this, but I'll try, to, I'll try to say it just as easy as I know how. I know a lot of saved people that are full of the devil. I'm not getting into the indwelling part of it. I'm just saying, whatever. It's, it's what we do with sin. We overlook sin. It's not a very big deal. And the Bible tells us, this is how we know that the children of the devil are who they are. Because they sin from the beginning. Sin has just consumed their whole life. People sin because they're, in, they're a child of the devil. And the only thing that doesn't want to sin is that which is born of God. You say, preacher, you're saying none of... We all sin. We've already went through those verses, even in the book of 1 John. But I'm telling you what, when I get involved with sin, I'm getting involved with the devil. And if you think you can't get involved with the devil, you're sadly mistaken. What did God tell the Corinthians? He said, some of you are eating at the table of the devil. You are fellowshipping with devils. And it encompassed their life. Sin, we look at sin and we just say, well, okay, everybody sins. Well, there's something satanic about it. There is something satanic about me not loving God with all my heart. There is something satanic of having things or idols before the Lord. There's something satanic about it. There's something satanic about a thief. There's something devilish about covetousness. There is something satanic about adultery. Is anybody listening? The devil sinneth from the beginning and he that committed sin is of the devil. The devil, he sinned as a perfect created being of God. He didn't even have a sin nature. He, he, He didn't have a bent to sin. He chose to sin in perfection. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 28 there about how he was in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was his covering. He was that anointed cherub that covered. He was up and down the holy mountain of God. The Bible says, till iniquity was found in me. You know, here, here, here's, if Eve and Adam can sin without a sin nature, And Lucifer, by the way, you have to have King James Bible to read that in Isaiah 14. If Lucifer fell and he was a perfect being, and you and I, we have a sin nature and we are born with an inclination, how big of a problem do you think sin is in our lives when if angels can sin? Guys, you know angels can sin and have sin and will sin again? You ever heard say, oh, he's such an angel. Well, they sin too. (laughs) 
sin is the destruction of society. It's the devil destroying everything that God made. And the next time you think about that sin you're about to be tempted to do, just remember the devil is in that. No matter how little it seems to be. And in this, the children of the devil are manifest. They, they, they can't help but sin, guys. They don't, they don't have a, a new nature. They're not been, they've never been born again. Their life is consumed with sin. They, they don't know anything about, about righteousness. Look at verse number 10. He said in 1 John 3, 10, In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. They can't do righteousness because there's nothing righteous in them. They're of the devil. They're in his family. Neither he that loveth his brother. They they can't love because love is of God. You've got to be born of God to love. The same writer who wrote this under inspiration wrote John chapter 8. Would you turn there real quickly? There There are four places in the Bible. Four places in the Bible that talks about being a child of the devil. Four. One is in our text in 1 John 3. The other is in John chapter 8. And it manifests or shows us or makes it evident who's in the family of the devil, who his children are. Jesus is having these, this discussion in John chapter 8 with very religious people. Listen, listen. they're very religious people. They got so angry at, at Jesus. Why did they get angry at Jesus? Jesus told him in verse number 41, ye do the deeds of your father. The reason your life is like it is because it's who your daddy is. The reason that, that you look at me like you do is because uh, who your father is. Well, who, who, and of course then they blaspheme him and accuse him of being born of fornication. And they say in verse 41, at the end of the verse, we have one father, even God. Isn't that something? People who are in the family of the devil think they're in the family of God. You say, how do you know they're in the family of the devil? Verse 42, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me. You see that? If you're born again, you can't help but love Jesus Christ. There is something in you that loves Jesus Christ. Because God sheds abroad His Spirit in your heart, and He sheds that love abroad the same time He puts the Spirit in your heart. You can't help but love Jesus if you're saved. But these people, they don't love Jesus. You know why? Wrong father. Verse number 44. You're of your father the what? The devil. Religious people. People that fast and pray. You're of your father the devil. Well, how do we, how do we know that's manifest? Look at the rest of the verse. And the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Here's what Jesus is telling them. He says, you know, the devil and his children are consumed with sin. And one of the sins that consume them is this hatred, this murder. And you hate me. And, of course, it was religious people that killed Jesus. The devil was a murderer. He murdered Eve in that garden. The devil is a killer. And he wants to kill you. He wants to kill your family. 
He wants to kill everything. He's a roaring lion. He's a murderer. Why? Because he hates humanity. Why does he hate humanity? Because God made us. He's trying to get back at God. He hates God. The devil doesn't care nothing about you. He cares something about getting back at God. The devil's a murderer. So what does his children do? They have that same hatred in their heart. You know what our text said in 1 John chapter 3, just two verses after that. It talks about Cain, who was of that wicked one. And what did he do? He murdered his brother, did he not? You say, oh, preacher, I'm not a child of the devil. I've never murdered anybody. Well, you've got to keep reading in 1 John chapter 3. He says, he that hateth his brother is a murderer. You know where that hate comes from? It comes from the devil. That hatred for people. That comes from the devil. The children of the devil are consumed with sin and that sin is the sin of hatred and the sin of getting back at others and murdering people. You know, our, our whole society, people going nuts about abortion right now. Why would anybody go nuts about, about stopping people killing babies? Because they're children of the devil. Murder is in their heart. Guys, those people that are out there wanting to kill. I I read, there was one of those abortion rights people holding a sign about wanting to eat fetuses. You say, why do you say that? Because that's the world we live in. This is not just a political ideology that people are different on. These people are children of Satan. That's our society. Murder, destruction. I told you before. Oh, preacher, all these people, all this mass murder and the guns and the school shooting. Why is it all? It's not about guns. It's about people being children of the devil. People murder because they're a child of the devil. And by the way, that happens every day in Detroit and Philadelphia and Chicago. Every day. Why? Because the devil is in Detroit and Chicago and Philadelphia. And people are controlled by that that spirit of the devil that is in them. We have a devilish society. It's not about, about political ideology. It's about what the devil thinks and how the devil acts in people's lives. He's a murderer. Putin is a child of Satan. That, that, that's why that's, you understand that. That's born from his nature. And any time that same hatred comes up or that spirit comes up, I'm telling you, it's coming from the devil. But you know, Okay, we can move. He was a murderer. But you know what he, what he also says in verse 44? He speaketh a lie. He's a liar. People get so self-righteous, you know, say, oh, I've never murdered anybody and I don't even hate anybody. Have you lied? Have you lied? You know why you lie? Because you're full of the devil. The devil's a liar. That's what he is. You know, that book even says that all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You know why? Because that's where the children of the devil go. 
preacher. Everybody lies. Well, then everybody's full of the devil. Isn't it interesting how he puts the murder and the lie together? By the way, how did the devil murder Eve? Was it not with a lie? People today would rather, rather lies look at you. Children of the devil. And many times some people say, well, I don't lie, but if, if I get caught in a situation, that's how you really know what's going in somebody's heart. When, when a lie will get them out of trouble if they go ahead and tell the lie. Preacher, hmm. you're saying everybody that lies is up of the devil. I'm just preaching the Bible. Doesn't that commandment say, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor? And he that sin is the transgression of the law. Where does all that come from? It comes from the devil. It comes from the devil. Oh, you don't have to be a big sinner to go to hell. You just got to be one. You say, Preacher, aren't you a sinner? Yeah, but my sin's gone. He's taken away my sin. Why don't you try that out? Why don't you come to him and let him take away your sin and change your nature? Hmm. Children of God, they can lie. Children of God, they can sin. But there's something about us inside that doesn't like it and feels bad about it. In this are manifest the children of the the devil and the children of God. Well, what else about the devil here and his children? He says in verse number 44 of John chapter 8, in the middle of the verse, he abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. So the first thing I would say about the devil and his children, it's they're consumed with sinning. All of this wickedness in our society, it's the devil. So you think twice before you pull up a screen and start watching the devil's children do what they do. You think twice before you go out with the devil's children and do what the devil's children want to do. They're consumed with sinning. That's all they want to do. But number two, they're controlled by lust. The lust of their father they will do. What what, what lust do they have? Well, think about what was the lust of the devil? What did he really want? I'm not. I'm talking about before he sinned. What was in his heart? What was his desire? Isaiah chapter fourteen. He said. He said, "I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I, I, I." You know what the lust of the devil was? Self exaltation. Satan wanted to be the pinnacle. He wanted everybody to look at him. He wanted everybody to worship him. He wanted everybody to see his beauty. He wanted to take his selfie so the whole world would look at him forever. Look at me. Self-exaltation. Isn't that the opposite of Jesus? What did he do? He made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, and humbled himself. Now, who are we more like? Do we have that nature 
of God, of the Son of God, that we want to humble ourselves and, and let God have His way and be a servant to God? Or are we trying to exalt ourselves? Is our life about us? Pride. The lust of the devil, the lust of the father of the devil is pride, you see. It's not just about murder, and it's not just about stealing, it's not just about lying, and it's not just about adultery. It's also about the pride that lies in our heart. And what I'm telling you is that when pride is in our life, the devil is in our life. Because the devil sinneth from the beginning, and the beginning sin was the sin of pride. You know why people don't repent? Because they're proud. You know why people don't come to the altar and get saved or get right with God? Because they're proud. You know how people don't sing out or stand up, stand up for Jesus? Because they're proud. Amen. You know why people don't acknowledge their transgression and admit and get help? Because they're proud. Yeah. And the devil is in all that. Satan is in that. The lusts of your father you will do. Not just the fact that he, that lust was pride... But in verse number 44 that I read, said he abode not in the truth because there's no truth in him. He has a hatred for the truth. Satan has a hatred for the truth. Will you go to that third text that talks about the children of the devil? Matthew chapter 13. The children of the devil are manifest. How? They're consumed with sinning and they're controlled by lust. And that lust is... The same lust as their father. It's about self. The self-life is a satanic life. You say, preacher, I'm saved and I have problems with self. That's because Satan is attacking your life. I can't tell you how our young generation is being attacked in this way. Satan is attacking them, causing them to think that everything about life has to do with them. No, it has to do with Jesus. It has to do with giving yourself to Him and giving yourself to others. It's a satanic attack. And that satanic lust is not only one of self. That satanic lust is, I'm not interested in the Bible. Look at Matthew chapter 13. This, is, this manifests the children of the devil. He says in Matthew chapter 13, verse number 37, Jesus is speaking and he is giving the explanation of the parable of the wheat and the tares. And he says in Matthew 13, 37, he answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. So he gives this parable and he talks about these tares and the wheat growing together. And it all happened because the son of man went out or the son of God went out and he sowed the seed and that some children were born. That's the wheat. But also the enemy, the devil came in. The wicked one came in as Luke's gospel and Mark's gospel says. Satan came in and he sowed seed and that was his children coming up and that's the tares. Do you know what the difference in the seed is? 
Why is there wheat and why is there tares? Well, the Bible tells us. In Matthew chapter 13, the same chapter, he says in verse number 18, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower, when anyone heareth the word. You see that? That seed that's sown is the word of God, and when it pops up, it produces a child of God. Because you're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth in a by the earth. It was the word of God, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Jesus is sowing the seed of the gospel, sowing the seed of the word of God, and it brings forth fruit when the ground, uh, when the ground of the heart receives the seed, someone is born, and up comes the wheat. But while the Lord's throwing out the word, the wicked one, the devil's also throwing out something. He's throwing out his lies. He's throwing out his deception. He's throwing out his wickedness. And some tears come up. And the Bible calls them the children of the wicked one. And this is what I want to say to you about that. There is something satanic about people that don't want the Word of God. You know what I saw yesterday? I saw a preacher sent me a text and it had a a man that was doing public ministry in Seattle. He was giving out the Bible to people. There are protesters everywhere. And the black cloud Antifa threw him on the, on the ground. He was all laying on the ground. And all these other people, all these abortion-loving people, they came around him and they, I watched him. They took his Bible and they started ripping every page and throwing it on the street. And then they went over and grabbed the rest of his Bibles and just ripped them to shreds, threw them all over the ground with their blasphemy and their cursing. Why did they do that? Because they're children of the devil. But it's not just people like that that hate the Bible. It's people that walk into church service when the Bible is preaching and inside they're saying, I don't like that. I don't want to hear that. There's something in a child of the devil His desire and lust is against the Bible. Doesn't want to hear it. Doesn't want to submit to it. And I just say something very devilish about you. If you don't love the Word of God. You know what that book says about the Word of God? If you're saved. If you're born in His family. Newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word. That they may grow thereby. You ever had to beg a baby to eat? No, they cry. Ah! They don't even have to. They, they just miss their little feeding that much. And they're going to holler. Because they want to eat. You don't go in there and say, come on, baby, you need to eat. No, it's natural. If you're saved, this is natural. You you want it. You're interested in it. 
And if you're a child of the devil, there's, I don't want to read it. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of people quoting it to me. I don't want anybody to hand it to me. I have to go to church and listen to it again. I'm just... That's why people can't stand. They can't even sit still when somebody's plowing with the Word of God because there's something devilish on the inside. Are, are you listening to me this morning? In this, the children of the devil are manifest. They're not interested in the seed of the Word of God. They're closed to it. Doesn't matter how true it is. They laugh, they mock, make fun, or they just ignore it, or they don't want to hear it. In this, the children of the devil are manifested. They're children of the wicked one. And the tares, those tares that grow up with the wheat, they look almost similar. You know, God forbid there's somebody in here, you look like, you look like the wheat, but inside. Because you know what's going to happen with the wheat and the tares, the children of the kingdom and the children of the wicked one. You know, you know what's going to happen? God's just going to let them grow. And then one day, He's going to go come over to His children, the wheat. Matthew 13 says. And He's going to shock them together. Amen. And He's going to gather them up and put them up in His barn. Well, put him up in his barn. That's what Matthew 13 says. The harvest comes. Amen. He gets all the wheat. He gets all the children. And he puts them up in his barn. You, you can think that may be a crude way of describing heaven. But I'm glad I'm going to God's barn. Amen. I'm going up. Amen. You know why I received his word. I've been born again. I'm part of that wheat. I'm not a perfect person. I don't have everything just right in line. But I know who my father is. He's going to take me and put me up in that barn one day. What about all the tares? What about all the children of the wicked one? He says, yeah, gather them up too. They're all going to be burned. Would you rather your destiny be the fire or God's barn? Loft. The children of the wicked one are controlled by lust. They desire self. They do not desire the Word of God. The last thing I give you in Acts chapter 13. Last passage on the children of the devil. Acts chapter 13, the Bible says in verse number 6. And when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. Look at verse number 8. But Elimas the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also was called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil... And enemy, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? Here is a sorcerer. He is a child of the devil. What, what, what is his sorcery? Does he do all these sort of magic tricks? And does he maybe get involved in drugs and have people hallucinate? What's his sorcery? 
What is he as a child of the devil? How is he manifest to be a child of the devil in this text? What does he do? Is it the books he's reading? The spells or the incantations that he's casting? What, what is the manifestation that Elimas is a child of the devil? You know what it is? He's the enemy of what God's trying to do. He's not just consumed with sinning and controlled by lust, but he's contending with God. He's fighting God. Here God sends a preacher to a man to preach to him, and he's got to try to talk the guy out of listening to the preacher. He stands against the work of the Holy Ghost in other people's lives. He manifests himself to be a child of the devil because everything that God tries to do, he's pushing against it. He's pushing against the witness. He's pushing against the gospel. He's pushing against the, the, the church going forward. He's pushing against the preacher. He's a child of the devil because everything God's trying to do, he's pushing back at it. He's a child of the devil. He's perverting the right ways of the Lord. He's the enemy of righteousness. He puts a question mark on the missionary activity. He puts a division or a strife in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever God's trying to do, He's trying to contend with it. Instead of, you know, the great, one of the great things about being a child of God, you just want God to do what He wants to do. You're not trying to fight with Him. You're letting Him have His way. And the child of the devil is constantly pushing against it. No. All that seems like bad news, but I'm finished with good news. I told you about the children of God being manifest and the children of the devil, but the greatest thing in our text is that the Son of God was manifested. (laughs) And you know what the Scripture says? Look back in our verse. You've been so kind to listen. I've not preached long. Come on now. You watch movies longer than this. A lot longer. I think I've been preaching about 35 minutes. Look at your text. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 8. He that commits sin is the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose. For this purpose. For this purpose. The Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. God sent His Son down. Why did His Son come down here? Because the devil keeps destroying everybody. The devil keeps sinning and filling other people's lives with sin. But He's manifested. His children are manifested. And the children of God are manifested. But the greatest manifestation was when the Son of God was manifested. You know what He said? He said, I'm going to come down here and I'm going to make it right. And everything that dirty devil has done to destroy, I'm going to destroy everything that he did. I'm telling you, the Son of God has enough power to destroy the works of the devil. He was manifested. He proved that. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. And by the way, don't ever blame God for sickness or death. That's the devil's fault. That's sin's fault. God's not the author of pain and suffering and death and sickness. It's the devil that authored that. It's sin that authored that. And when Jesus was manifested, He says, you know what? I can take care of your sickness. I can touch lepers and their their spots are gone. 
what that devil did to make that guy blind. He said, I'll touch the eyes and they can see again. And that little girl that can't hear, I'll just go touch her ears and she can hear again. Amen. And when you're bringing that, 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 that uh, funeral procession and, and the guy's dead, why? Because the wages of sin is death. And the devil killed that boy. Just like the devil's trying to kill everybody. Jesus said, I'll just go over there and touch the buyer and he'll get right up from the dead. It doesn't matter how many grave clothes and how much sin and the devil's made Lazarus stink in that grave. I've come here for the purpose to show you I am manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Lazarus, come forth. And I'm telling you, if Jesus Christ, the Son of God, had the power to do all that, He has the power to deliver you from the devil. These last days he's spoken unto us by his son, Hebrew says. Unto the son he saith, thy throne, O God. All power in heaven and earth is given to the son. He said in Hebrews uh, chapter number 2, he says that we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Though for the suffering of death he was crowned with glory and honor. That he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. And he became the captain of our salvation through the suffering of his death. And you know what it says? It said there on, down in, in that chapter 2 that he came and he died that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who all their lifetime were fearful and subject to bondage. Oh, preacher, all this stuff out here, yeah, I know it's manifest. But oh, there's one, one of these days, it don't, it don't matter who the Supreme Court is, won't be no more abortion, there won't be any murder. They won't even have to get rid of the guns. The Son of God will take care of it. There'll be no more rapes. There'll be no more overdoses. There'll be no children having to live with wicked parents. There'll be nobody, there'll be no wife coming home to a drunken husband that beats her. It won't be that anymore. There won't be minds and bodies racked with the ravages of sin. Why? Because the Son of God was manifested for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. And that's going to happen when he comes again. But listen, there'll be no more war. You say, well, that's going to happen when he comes. Yeah, yeah. But see, here's a great thing. He can destroy the works of the devil in your heart right now. Because that cross has the power and the victory to give you over that sin and over that hell and over that death. Just his name is powerful. Michael the archangel came against the devil. He said, oh, uh, I can't fight against you. You're too big for me. (laughs) But I got one more for you. The Lord. The Lord rebuked thee. Off he goes. And if I read my Bible right, all we have to do is do the same thing. Resist the devil in the Lord. And he'll flee from 
you. He can destroy. The Son of God can destroy what the devil is trying to do in your life.